detection of circulating tumor DNA in early and late stage human malignancies. An article by Sheeta Metagoda, Luis Diaz, and others from Howard Hughes Medical Institute and the Sydney Kimmel Comprehensive Cancer Center at John Hopkins, Baltimore, USA. Science 2014. The development of non-invasive methods to detect and monitor tumors continues to be a major challenge in oncology. We use digital polymerase chain reaction-based technologies to evaluate the ability of circulating tumor DNA, CTDNA, to detect tumors in 640 patients with various cancer types. We found that CTDNA was detectable in more than 75% of patients with advanced pancreatic, ovarian, colorectal, bladder, gastroesophageal, breast, melanoma, hepatocellular, and head and neck cancers, but in less than 50% of primary brain, renal, prostate, and thyroid cancers. In patients with localized tumors, circulating tumor DNA was detected in 73, 57, 48, and 50% of patients with colorectal cancer, gastroesophageal cancer, pancreatic cancer, and brace adenocarcinoma, respectively. Circulating tumor DNA was often present in patients without detectable circulating tumor cells, suggesting that these two biomarkers are distinct entities. In a separate panel of 206 patients with metastatic colorectal cancers, we showed that the sensitivity of circulating tumor DNA for detection of clinically relevant KRAS gene mutations was 87.2%. And its specificity was 99.2%. Finally, we assessed whether circulating tumor DNA could provide clues into the mechanisms underlying resistance to epidermal growth factor receptor blockade in 24 patients who objectively responded to therapy but subsequently relapsed. 23 96% of these patients developed one or more mutations in genes involved in the mitogen-activated protein kinase pathway. Together, this data suggests that circulating tumor DNA is a broadly applicable, sensitive and specific biomarker that can be used for a variety of clinical and research purposes in patients with multiple different types of cancer. Introduction. Cancer will occur in more than 1.6 million individuals this year in the United States alone, but a clinically proven circulating biomarker that can be used to help guide patient management will be available for only a minority of them, even in the setting and widespread metastases. Although serum-based protein biomarkers such as carcinoma antigen 125, carcinoembryonic antigen, and prostate-specific antigen are commonly used for this purpose. These proteins are also found in serum of individuals without cancer, albeit in lower concentrations. Additionally, these markers are not found to be elevated in a substantial portion of patients with advanced cancers. A new generation of biomarkers has become available with the discovery of the genetic alterations that are responsible for the initiation and progression of human cancers. With the influx of genomic information from recent cancer genome sequencing studies, 
It is now known that virtually all cancers of every type harbor somatic genetic alterations. These alterations include single base substitutions, insertions, deletions, and translocations. These somatic mutations occur at negligible frequencies in normal cell populations and therefore provide exclusively specific biomarkers from a biological perspective. There are two sources of tumor DNA that can be non-invasively assessed in the circulation. Cell-free circulating tumor DNA, ctDNA, and circulating tumor cells, CTCs. Circulating tumor DNA is composed of small fragments of nucleic acid that are not associated with cells or cell fragments. In contrast, CTC, circulating tumor cells, represent intact, often viable cells that can be purified from blood by virtue of physiochemical characteristics or cell surface molecules that distinguish them from normal blood cells. Many studies have shown that both circulating tumor DNA and circulating tumor cells are present in advanced neoplasia, although only few studies have compared the amounts of circulating tumor cells and circulating tumor DNA templates in the same patients. These studies comparing the two approaches have reached opposing conclusions, likely because of technical issues, the limited interpretation of either the circulating tumor DNA or circulating tumor cells content. Furthermore, the mechanism by which circulating tumor cells or circulating tumor DNA is released into the circulation is unclear, although it is possible that circulating tumor DNA actually comes from circulating tumor cells. One of the purposes of the current study was to compare the quantities of circulating tumor DNA and circulating tumor cells in the circulation of the same patients using an unbiased approach. More studies of circulating tumor DNA published to date have each evaluated patients with a single tumor type. In light of considerable differences in DNA preparation and analytic techniques in these studies, it has been difficult to directly compare the amounts of circulating tumor DNA among tumor types. Comparisons of studies are also challenging because the differences in the types of DNA that are reported. For example, it is often impossible to compare real-time polymerase chain reaction PCR results with those reporting the fraction of mutant template molecules assessed, or to compare results based on the analysis of serum with those based on plasma. To directly compare different tumor cells and to determine the spectrum of cancers in which circulating tumor DNA measurements could prove clinically useful, we evaluated a larger number of tumor types in the current study. We purified plasma and tumor DNA using regiment protocols for all samples and used digital technologies to evaluate circulating tumor DNA levels from each tumor so that we could report the number of mutant templates per millimeter of plasma in each case. This approach also allows us to directly compare the two most commonly used types of tumor-specific genetic alterations found in the circulation, single base substitutions and rearrangements. One of the most immediate applications of circulating tumor DNA has been termed the liquid biopsy. 
in research studies as well as in clinical practice, it is often difficult to obtain tumor samples for genetic analysis. Some tumors are only accessible through fine needle aspirates with insufficient material available for genotyping, whereas in other cases it can be challenging or time-consuming to acquire samples from different medical centers. Additionally, once a targeted therapy is initiated in a patient with multiple metastases, clinicians frequently search for early evidence of recurrence of mechanisms underlying resistance, a scenario in which liquid biopsies are particularly valuable. For example, they can provide temporal measurements of the total tumor burden as well as identify specific mutations that arise during therapy. Although the liquid biopsy approach has been shown to be promising, its sensitivity and specificity with respect to conventional tumor biopsies have not been evaluated in a large clinical relevant court. Here we evaluated the sensitivity and specificity of these approach patients with colorectal cancers, CRCs, who were candidates for epidermal growth factor receptor, EGFR, blockade. We also used liquid biopsies to identify mutations that were responsible for recurrence in patients who initially responded to EGFR blockade. In aggregate, these studies provide a wealth of information on the potential utility as well as the limitations of circular tumor DNA measurements for the assessment of patients with various cancers. Results Patients with metastatic cancers We began this study with an evaluation of 136 metastatic tumor originating from 14 different tissue types, as well as of 41 patients with primary brain tumors. Primary brain tumors were included in this evaluation because they are generally lethal, even though they are rarely metastasized. We also included 10 additional cases composed of stage 3 ovarian and hepatocellular carcinomas in this particular evaluation because stage 4 cases are rare and stage 3 disease is more representative of advanced disease in these two tumor types. The clinical characteristics of these patients summarized in Table 1. Targeted sequencing, exomic sequencing and wall genome sequencing was used to identify mutations in the tumors. In these advanced cases, at least one genetic alteration, a point mutation or genetic rearrangement was found in each of the tumors studied, except for a subset of mutations at the known hotspots of the KRS, NRAS, PIK3CA and BRF genes. All other genetic alterations were demonstrated to be somatic through evaluation of DNA from non-neoplastic cells of the same patients. CTDNA was assessed by one of three digital methods. These methods yielded comparable results when applied to the same plasma samples, and all were able to detect one mutant template in the DNA purified from up to 5 ml of plasma. Circulating tumor DNA was detected in most of the studied patients with solid tumors outside the brain. However, the fraction of patients with detectable circulating tumor DNA varied with tumor type. Most patients with stage 3 ovarian and liver cancers and metastatic cancers of the pancreas, bladder, colon, stomach, breast, liver, 
esophagus and head and neck, as well as patients with neuroblastoma and melanoma, harbored detectable levels of circulating tumor DNA. In contrast, less than 50% of patients with medulloblastomas or metastatic cancers of the kidney, prostate and thyroid and less than 10% of patients with gliomas harbor detectable circulating tumor DNA. The number of patients with some of the tumor types depicted in figure 2a was small, limiting the statistical significance of comparisons among tumor types. But patients with gliomas were less likely to harbor circulating tumor DNA than those with metastatic cancers of the pancreas, colon, breast, esophagus, stomach, or ovary. Although circulating tumor DNA was detectable in most patients with metastatic cancers, the concentration of circulating tumor DNA varied among patients, even those with the same tumor type. Some of these variability was due to differences in copy number of the genes assayed in different tumors. For example, if the queried gene was amplified 50-fold in the tumor of patient A, whereas the queried gene in the tumor of patient B was present at normal copy number, the amount of circulating tumor DNA would be expected to be 50-fold higher in patient A than in patient B. However, great variability was also observed among cancers in which only non-amplified genes were assessed. Patients with localized disease. We next evaluated circulating tumor DNA in patients with localized disease. There is no clinical or radiographic evidence of distant metastases at the time of sample collection. Among 223 patients with localized cancers of all types evaluated, detectable levels of circulating tumor DNA were found in 55%. This fraction was lower than observed in patients with metastatic disease from all tumor types in which a sufficient number of samples were available. Detectable levels of circulating tumor DNA were present in 49-78% to 78% of patients with localized tumors and in 86-100% to 100% of patients with metastatic tumors of these four types. Differences in the fraction of patients with detectable levels of circulating tumor DNA also correlated with stage 47% of patients with stage 1 cancers of any type had detectable circulating tumor DNA, whereas the fraction of patients with detectable circulating tumor DNA was 55, 69 and 82% patients with stage 2 three and four cancers, respectively. The concentration of circulating tumor DNA in the plasma similarly increased with stage. Comparison of circulating tumor DNA with circulating tumor cells. For these experiments, DNA was isolated from the cellular compartment of blood obtained after centrifugation. These pellets contained circulating tumor cells as well as white blood cells, platelets, and other cellular fragments. In each case, whole genome sequencing of tumor DNA was used to identify somatic rearrangements. PCR-based says were then used to identify these rearrangements in blood cells or in the blood supernance of the same patients. These experiments could be performed with tumor-specific rearrangements 
but not with tumor-specific point mutations, for the reasons given in the discussion. We did not identify any cases in which circulating tumor cells were detected, but in which circulating tumor DNA was absent. However, in many cases in which circulating tumor DNA was detected, no circulating tumor cells were detectable with the identical assay. Moreover, in three cases wherein both circulating tumor cells and circulating tumor DNA levels were detectable, the average number of mutant fragments in the plasma was more than 50-fold higher than analogous levels in circulating tumor cells. Comparison of rearrangements with single base substitutions in circulating tumor DNA We were also interested in comparing the quantity of two different types of genetically altered DNA fragments in the circulation of same patients. Although practical issues precluded us from identifying a rearrangement in all patients in this study, tumor-specific arrangements as well as tumor-specific point mutations were identified in 19 patients. The rearrangements were identified by whole genome sequencing of tumor DNA and the point mutations identified by targeted sequencing. In each case, the alteration was shown to be somatic by evaluation of normal DNA from the same patients. In 18 of the 19 patients harboring a circulating point mutation, a circulating arrangement was also detectable. The one exception was a patient with a circulating point mutation in TP53, in which the rearrangement identified in that patient's tumor could not be identified in her plasma. The absolute number of circulating DNA fragments with point mutations versus rearrangements was highly correlated. However, in four patients, the number of circulating fragments containing arrangements was more than tenfold than the queried point mutation. The reason for this was that the rearrangements we chose for analysis often arose as a result of gene amplification in the tumor, whereas the point mutations were generally present only once per tumor's genome. The sensitivity and specificity of liquid biopsy the results described above were obtained by first identifying a mutation in a tumor, then determining whether the same mutation was detectable in the plasma. For certain liquid biopsy applications, the mutation in the tumor is not known a priori, and all mutations of interest are acquired at once. To determine the sensitivity of the liquid biopsy approach, we evaluated the plasma in tumors of 206 patients with metastatic CRC in a blinded fashion. These codes of patients was completely distinct from the 410 patients that described above. For each case, we determined whether mutations at codon 12 or 13 of KRS were present in either the primary tumor or in a 2 milliliter of plasma drawn before treatment. The KRS gene was chosen for this study because of its clinical relevance. The absence of KRS gene mutation in the primary tumor is a prerequisite for treatment of metastatic CRC patients with antibodies that block EGFR. We identified 69 patients who harbored circulating mutant KRS in the plasma. Circulating KRS mutations were not detected in 127 of 128 patients with KRS 
wild-type tumors, yielding an uncorrected specificity of 99.2%. The mutation identified in the 69 plasma samples was always identical to the identified in the tumors, further emphasizing the specificity of the liquid biopsy. In addition to these 69 tumors, we identified 10 cases in which mutations were present in the primary tumors but not in the plasma, yielding a sensitivity of 87.2%. Percent concordance between KRAS mutation status in the plasma and tumor tissue was 95% and the agreement was highly significant. We next evaluated 26 clinical and pathologic characteristics to better understand the observed false negative results. The factors associated with a false negative ctDNA result were low CEA level, mucinous histology, low alanine aminotransferase levels, low WBC count, and young age. CEA levels were also positively correlated with the concentration of mutant KRS fragments in the plasma. These observations are consistent with the idea that lower tumor burdens are associated with lower ctDNA levels. We next examined the relationship between the concentration of ctDNA and survival. Beginning with a model of known prognostic factors, performance status, and assuming linearity of these adjustment variables, we found that circulating tumor DNA concentration provided added value in predicting survival. We then estimated the two-year survival rate for differing concentration of circulating tumor DNA, holding the other predictors constant. We observed a steady decrease in survival rate as circulating tumor DNA concentration increased. Monitoring patients for resistance conferring mutations. Liquid biopsies can also be used to monitor patients being treated with targeted agents, providing an early warning of recurrence and information about the genetic basis of resistance. For example, KRS cadden 12 and 30 mutations were shown to develop in 38% of 24 patients who first responded to EGFR blockade and then progressed. In each case, the KRS gene mutation was not present in the primary tumor but had presumably arisen in a small population of cells within a metastatic lesion and expanded under the influence of the EGFR blockade. Here we wish to determine whether other resistant mutations besides those at KRS cadence 12 and 13 could be identified in liquid biopsies of patients treated with EGFR blockade. We therefore designed a multiplex sequencing base assay to query known mutated hotspots of several genes in the EGFR pathway. The regions within and surrounding KRAS cadence 12, 13, 59, 16, 61 and RAS cadence 12, 13, 59, 60 and 61, BRAF cadence 599 and 600, EGFR cadence 712 to 721, 738 to 748, 790 to 800, and 847 to 859, and PIK3CA cadence 
538 to 549 and 1039-2050. The 24-case assessed included 17 of those previously assessed for KRS mutations, plus 7 additional cases of patients who had first responded, then progressed while being treated with blocking antibodies to EGFR. The primary tumours of 9 of these cases were available so we use pretreatment DNA from plasma to assess whether any of the acquired mutations were detected before administration of EGFR antibodies. None of the mutations listed were found before antibody treatment. We identified emergent circulating mutations of at least one metagen activated protein kinase pathway gene in 23 of the 24 patients. The number of different mutations identified in the circulation of individual patients averaged 2.9. The development of different mutations in the same patient is not surprising given that each of these patients had multiple lesions. Each lesion their response to EGFR blockades and then progresses, unexpected to harbor at least one resistance mutation. In total, we observed 70 somatic mutations that were not detected in the tumour or in the plasma before EGFR blockade and only appeared after therapy was initiated. Half of the mutations occurred in KRS Cardin 12. The mutations are known to cause resistance to EGFR blockade when present in the primary tumour and have been observed to arise after EGFR blockade in vitro as well as in vivo. One mutation in BRF was observed. Several previous studies have shown the BRF V600E mutations when present in primary tumors associated with failure to achieve a response to EGFR blockade. Two other patients developed mutations in the kinase domain of EGFR. Mutations of these residues have been previously observed in primary CRC but infrequently to end resistance to EGFR blockade had been shown to result from genetic alterations in EGFR gene. We did not identify treatment-related mutations in the known PIK3CA gene hotspots. The most surprising observation in EGFR blockade component of our study was the large number of mutations in colon 61 of either the KRAS or NRAS gene. 15 of the 24 patients harbored at least one codon 61 mutation and the 31 mutations in the 15 patients comprised 45% of the total mutations observed. 48% of the codon 61 mutations were NRAS and the remainder were in KRAS. Discussion Through the study of 640 patients, we have learned that mutant DNA fragments are found at relatively high concentrations in the circulation of most patients with metastatic cancer and at lower but detectable concentrations in a substantial fraction of patients with localized cancers. These results have several translational implications and suggest important avenues of future research. Monitoring disease in advanced cancer patients. 
a genetic alteration could be identified in the tumor of all 410 patients evaluated in this part of study, making circulating tumor DNA a widely applicable biomarker for cancer patients. Moreover, more than 80% of patients with metastatic disease had detectable levels of circulating tumor DNA, higher than they reported for most conventional biomarkers. Unlike proteins such as CEA or CA199, which are expressed in normal cells as well as in neuroplastic cells, genetic alterations of a clonal nature are only found in neuroplasms. Our data indicates that measurements of circulating tumor DNA can also provide therapeutic, predictive and prognostic information in patients with metastatic disease. Metastatic CRC patients with relatively low levels of circulating tumor DNA lived significantly longer than patients with higher levels, and there was a marked correlation between circulating tumor DNA concentration and survival. A smaller association between survival and circulating tumor DNA concentration was recently being reported in patients with advanced breast cancers. Although these advantages of circulating tumor DNA render it promising for monitoring patients their potential limitations. These specific limitations are defined by evaluation of the primary tumor, adding both time and expense to patient management. This may be less of an obstacle in the future because more cancer patients will have their tumors genetically analyzed to guide therapeutic decisions. The genetic alterations used guide therapies can also be used for circulating tumor DNA analysis. A more serious issue relates to the utility of monitoring patients with advanced cancers either with circulating tumor DNA or with other biomarkers. On one hand, patients and their physicians are anxious to know as soon as possible whether disease has progressed. Imaging studies are often non-informative or slow to reflect progression. Repeated imaging also subjects patients to radiation, whereas monitoring circulating tumor DNA is non-invasive. On the other hand, it has not yet been shown that monitoring patients with advanced disease with any biomarker provides clinical as opposed to physiological benefits. Knowing that progression has occurred prior to changes in clinical symptoms may not prolong survival or improve quality of life. Methodological Comparisons There are two sources of tumor DNA accessible in the blood and two types of genetic alterations that can be most easily assessed in their source. Previous studies that compared circulating tumor DNA with circulating tumor cells reached mixed conclusions. For example, one group concluded that circulating tumor DNA was present less often than circulating tumor cells. This group used state-of-the-art methods to detect circulating tumor cells, but did not use a highly sensitive method to detect circulating tumor DNA. The second group concluded that circulating tumor DNA was present more often than circulating tumor cells. This group used a sensitive method for analyzing circulating tumor DNA, but used a relatively insensitive method for analyzing circulating tumor cells. More recently, much higher levels of circulating tumor DNA than circulating tumor cells were found 
in two of three pediatric patients with neoblastomas. To investigate this issue further, we assessed both circulating tumor DNA and circulating tumor cells in the same blood sample from patients with typical solid tumors. We simply separated cellular components from plasma and determined the fraction of cells or cell equivalents, respectively, in which tumor-specific arrangements could be identified. Because we did not attempt to physically separate tumor cells from normal WPSA, technical issues related to the efficiency of circulating tumor cells purification were eliminated. The comparison between DNA from CTC and CTDNA cannot easily be performed with point mutations because the background level of point mutations in PCR-based assays is too high even with sensitive methods used in our study. This background precludes the detection of point mutations at levels less than 1 in 100,000 cells because several million normal cells but only few CTCs are present per millimeter of blood. A technology that is more sensitive is required. Detection of arrangements is well suited for this task because it has been shown that one mutation can be reliably detected among millions of wild-type template molecules. PCR errors do not generate specific arrangements. Using patient-specific arrangements as a tool, we're able to show that the level of circulating tumor DNA was always higher than that of circulating tumor cells. In 13 of 16 patients, circulating tumor DNA levels were relatively high, whereas no circulating tumor cells at all could be detected. This does not mean that circulating tumor DNA is preferred to circulating tumor cells for the detection or monitoring of cancer. Rather, the optimal technology depends on many other factors, including cost and throughput, for which circulating tumor cells detection was advantageous. However, this comparison does suggest that the vast majority of circulating tumor DNA is not derived directly from circulating tumor cells, because the half-life of circulating tumor DNA is short, in fact shorter than that of circulating tumor cells. Our work suggests that the mutant molecules in the plasma are generally not derived from the circulating tumor cells. Another comparison of interest concerns translocations and poor mutations. Our results show that the number of circulating tumor DNA fragments per milliliter of plasma for translocations and poor mutations was similar in most of the cases studied. However, in one of 19 cases, a poor mutation was detected in a plasma sample in which the studied arrangement was absent. The likely reason for this was that the point mutation was in a driver gene that occurred relatively early in tumorogenesis, whereas the rearrangement was subclonal, perhaps not contributing to the development of the tumor. In four other cases, rearrangements were detected at tenfold higher levels than the point mutation. In these cases, the rearrangements were found to be components of somatically amplified genes. From a practical perspective, these data suggest the following conclusions. Maximal sensitivity for detecting a genetic alteration can be achieved by using a rearrangement present 
within an amplicand. Many tumors, particularly advanced ones, contain such amplications, making them relatively easy to detect with low coverage genome sequencing. As with comparison between CTCs and CTDNA, however, this greater sensitivity does not mean that rearrangements are preferred of point mutations for clinical use. The discovery of a rearrangement in a patient's tumor in the work and time required to develop and test primer pairs that can efficiently detect the rearrangements in the degraded DNA characteristic plasma is considerable. In contrast, a panel of assays detecting the most commonly mutated point mutations is currently simpler and less expensive to implement in the clinical setting. Early detection of localized cancers. Until therapeutic agents with much greater potency and minimal side effects are developed, the current best hope for reducing cancer morbidity and mortality is early detection of neoplastic disease. Prior to metastasis, more solid tumors can be cured by extent surgical methods, and even when occult metastasis has occurred, adjuvant therapy or additional surgery can lead to cure in some patients. One of the encouraging results of our study is that circulating tumor DNA was found in most of the patients with localized disease when the chances of favorable outcome was highest. Even in patients with stage 1 disease who are nearly always curable by surgery alone, 47% of patients were shown to have detectable levels of circulating tumor DNA in their plasma. In stage 3 disease, which is curable in many patients with certain forms of cancer, more than two-thirds of patients had detectable circulating tumor DNA. Although early detection strategies based on circulating tumor DNA are promising, numerous obstacles must be overcome before they can be applied clinically. The fraction of patients with detectable circulating tumor DNA represents the maximum obtainable within the amount of plasma collected in the study. In a screening setting, with the exception of pancreatic ductal adenocarcinomas, the mutation of interest would not be known a priori and a panel of genes would have been assessed. Our study on the EGFR blockade cohort shows that is it indeed possible to assess several genes at once for detection of relatively rare mutations in plasma. In addition to these technical challenges, biomedical issues will have to be assessed by any circulating tumor DNA-based screening test. False positive findings can be problematic for any screening assay. Experience thus far suggests that benign tumors and non-neoplastic conditions do not generally give rise to a circulating tumor DNA, so the overdiagnosis of benign tumors is not likely to pose a major problem. However, other studies suggest that a tumor containing circa 50 million malignant cells releases sufficient DNA for detection in the circulation. A cancer of this size is far below the required for definitive imaging at present. How would a patient who had a positive circulating tumor DNA test be managed if follow-up imaging tests were negative? 
a related issue is the fact that the type of mutation does not provide many clues to the tumor type. For example, a patient with circulating TP53 mutation in the absence of other mutations could have a cancer in any several organs. Another question concerns the value of detecting early cancers. In pancreatic ductal adenocarcinomas, for example, it might be argued that most patients with a positive circulating tumor DNA test will die from their disease anyway, giving the aggressive nature of this form of cancer. Although these obstacles are formidable, we would argue that the presence of detectable amounts of a mutant driver gene is a cause for serious concern given the known causal relationships between such mutations and cancer. Indeed, this point distinguishes mutation-based biomarkers from all other types of biomarkers yet described. Liquid biopsies. Our studies demonstrate two uses of liquid biopsies. The first assessing plasma for the presence of specific mutations that can direct patient management is clinically actionable. We show here that the sensitivity of the liquid biopsy for testing krs cadden 12 is 88.2% in patients with metastatic CRC. Although conventional tumor biopsies are preferable, these often cannot be obtained for logistic or medical reasons. When tumor tissue spacements from metastatic cancer patients are unavailable, liquid biopsies offer an alternative that can be rapidly implemented without the pain, risk and expense entailed by a biopsy of one of the metastatic lesions. Of note is the fact that circulating tumor DNA from neoplasms confined to the central nervous system and those with Masinous features was infrequently detectable. They suggest that physical obstacles such as the blood brain barrier and mucin could prevent circulating tumor DNA from entering the circulation. Tracking resistance. A second use of liquid biopsies is for identifying resistance mutations that occur when patients first respond to therapy and then progress. The detection of circulating tumor DNA requires tumor cells to die and even tumor cells that are resistant to therapy to know very rapidly. They die almost as frequently as they are born. Thus, it is expected and in fact observed that the DNA fragments from drug-resistant cancer cells are found in the plasma. Although these approaches mainly of interest for research purposes, at present, the obtained information can be clinically informative. A good example of these principles provided by our discovery of remarkably frequent mutations of codon 61 of NRAS and of KRS representing 46% of the detected mutations in patients resistant to EGFR blockade. Codon 61 mutations of KRS and NRAS have previously been observed to occur in primary CRCs but very infrequently compared to the prevalence at which we found them in patients progressing after EGFR blockade. krs codon 61 mutations have been observed to be associated with primary resistance to EGFR blockades when they occur in primary CRCs. There are no previous studies indicating that NRAS codon 61 mutations are associated 
with acquired resistance, but the results leave little doubt as to their role. This finding provides unequivocal evidence that these mutations confer resistance to therapy. The probability that recurrent mutations at these positions occurred by chance alone is essential. It also supports studies showing that KRAS, PRF, NRAS and EGFR mutations compromise the efficacy of EGFR blockades in patients with CRC. Collectively, CODIN 600 mutations of BRF, CODIN 61 mutations of KRAS and CODIN 12 or 61 mutations of NRAS occur about half as often as mutations in KRAS, CODIN 12 or 13 in primary CRCs. They state that therefore strongly suggest the patients being considered for treatment with GFR blocking agents should be tested for these additional mutations. This conclusion was independently supported by a clinical study reported during the review of our manuscript. Patients harboring mutations at these positions are unlikely to benefit from these agents and would be better served by other therapeutic approaches. Summary In summary, we demonstrate that circulating tumor DNA can be used as feasible biomarker for a variety of different solid tumor types and clinical indications. The clinical utility of this biomarker and the risks and benefits occurring from knowledge of circulating tumor DNA levels can only be addressed through longitudinal studies of circulating tumor DNA in appropriate populations of patients. As is currently underway for circulating tumor cells, these studies reported here lay the groundwork for such future study. Thank you for listening to Pub Reading. Please follow me on Twitter so you can drop me the DOI of your article and you can listen to it.